Hello and welcome to Surveyor Says, the podcast from the National Society of Professional Surveyors. Each week, we bring you fascinating guests that are involved in the profession of surveying. We cover a lot of ground, including table lay talk with Gary Kent, point of order with the NSPS Joint Government Affairs Team, future focus, highlighting current and future leaders of the profession, and everything survey-related in between. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast and hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Surveyor Says. My guest today is Miss Linda Foster. She is the NSPS director from South Dakota. Linda, welcome to this little pepper the pepper the candidates uh, interviews. And so, uh, um, tell what, just want you to give us a little bit of introduction about about yourself, uh, who you are, who you work for, and uh, what's what's going on in your world right now. Well, thank you for having me, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here. As Tim mentioned, my name is Linda Foster. I'm currently the Global Manager of Land Records and Cadaster for Esri. I have been in the surveying profession, though, for greater than 20 years. Uh, greatly enjoyed my time in private consulting, doing all things survey related, and I'm very excited to uh, be, be a part of NSPS and, and all of the, the changes that are coming and the things that are happening. I think it's a very exciting time to be in the surveying profession. Well, I would, I would agree. I would echo those sentiments. That's, that's fantastic. Um, I guess beyond just your, your, your professional side, what, what have you been involved with as far as association work? And I mean, it can be, it can be survey, it can be uh, community, what have you, but what, uh, what have you been involved with as far as association work and what, why does that intrigue you? I mean, why are you, why are you getting involved? Great question, Tim. I've been involved in a lot of associations over the years. I've always felt a great desire to serve, whether that's my community, kids' schools, the church, or my profession. I'm particularly, uh, I'm invested in all of these these places, particularly in, in my profession, of course. Um, but no, that, that's a great question. I think it all comes back to uh, giving back to those that have given to me over the years as I've come up as a student myself in schools, as a, a churchgoer in my, my church, my community. Uh, and then of course, in my profession, I have had many mentors and many, many of those who have guided and helped along the way. And I, I feel that it's, it's my duty to continue these, these things and uh, turn around and give a hand to those that are coming, uh, coming into the profession and, and, and those things. All right. Well, I guess uh, part of this lead, I mean, the big overall lead up question is uh, in being a candidate for, for an officer uh, for NSPS, uh, what would be what's your primary focus for the organization and how would you want to help lead the organization into its coming days? Well, Tim, I think it's a it's a culmination of many of the things that I have been involved with over the years uh, through all of my organizational experience in different associations. And that is two things stand out to me, and that is collaboration and workforce development. And these two, I think, tie very closely together. Uh, so looking at the first one, particularly collaboration, I think for NSPS and all of our sister professions, if you want to look at it that way, we are in very exciting times, but we also have a lot of challenges ahead for all of us. We have complex problems that we're solving. We have um, increasing needs in our environment and in our communities, and that also ties right directly into our workforce as well. 
the, the demand for work is, is ever increasing, the demand for talent is ever increasing. And I think that we have a critical role to play in reaching out to our, uh, like I said, our sister organizations and professions, and also uh, the education institutions and our young people that are following behind. I think we have a great um, duty, but also um, we're positioned very well to to teach everyone about what we do and the importance of land surveying and, and how that protects our future and our resources and um, really the well-being of, of our professions. And I think traditionally there's been um, siloing just in, in the world in general. I think that's the way that things have, have, have tended to be, but technology and different changes you know, as things evolve, things change. And I think those silos are really starting to come down. And I think we have some wonderful opportunities to work together with other other teams and other interested parties to really make some amazing things happen. Uh, I would agree. Um, I do have to ask, um, because you've worn a couple of hats over the last couple of years in your in your job, in your professional life, um, and really being able to carry over. Um, I, I, can you speak to how the serving profession really, we need to be in lockstep with GIS and how the, 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 the merging tech, how the technologies have really become to a point where we're merging um, in some of the, some of the collaboration and some of the, the, the tasks that we're doing. Absolutely. You know, I've been one of the fortunate individuals throughout my career to, as you've alluded to, practice in both, in literally in lockstep. Uh, I've, I've had a unique career, for those of you who know me, uh, and I literally I have worked uh, practicing actively with in both simultaneously. And so I think I've had some unique experiences and some unique opportunities to kind of see what that looks like. And I can tell you that I've never been more excited about uh, the two, if, if you want to say merging together or coming together, maybe is a better way to put it, than I am right now. And land surveyors have a very uh, definite role in our society and what we do and how we practice, as do GIS professionals. And we really complement each other. Uh, it's, it's not so much a competition or, uh, you know, that type of a, a concept. It's really how do we complement each other and how do we come together and do what we each need to do better? Um, how can we enhance the things that we need to do and the problems that we need to solve and the challenges we're faced with? Because I'll tell you what, right now, more than ever, we need to all come together, use all of our tools and expertise and our knowledge to sit down and, at the table and figure out how we, how we tackle these bigger, uh, more accelerating challenges, I like to, to think of them, in the world uh, that we're seeing today. That's great. Well, and I guess kind of leading up into some final thoughts of 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 jumping into this candidacy, jumping into the the future of, and really like you just laid it out, not just surveying, but surveying GIS, geo, the geospatial world. Um, what do you see as some of the challenges that we're going to be facing as an organization, as a profession, um, that we really need to make sure that we uh, we stay, we do our best to stay out in front of. That's a, que a great question, and I think it all comes back again to to the two focus points that I that I mentioned earlier, and that's collaboration being number one, and workforce development being number two. Now we're not unique in surveying and and at the NSPS to be concerned about workforce and workforce challenges. Everyone out there in the world is facing the same challenges, whether it's healthcare or engineering or surveying or teaching. I mean, everyone is feeling um, the burden right now. 
And so I think we all need to work together, bring our unique perspectives to figuring out how to solve this uh, the best that we can. You know, I've got a lot of experience over the years in working in professional societies. You know, for instance, I've been involved at my state surveying society for over 10 years. I've served on many of the different committees. I've served uh, in different capacities and leadership. I was president of my state society. And throughout the course of time, there's been a common trend emerge. And that is, we know that we've got workforce concerns. We know that we have um, things that we need to continue addressing. And I think what we're seeing in our professional societies, whether it's in the GIS world, the surveying world or others, is that's accelerating. We've been talking about some of these same concerns and these same trends for for years, you know, the, the couple of decades I've been practicing. These have been very steady conversations, but I'm feeling a heightened heightened sense of urgency, for sure. Um, you know, I've I've served for nearly 20 years uh, in both capacities in in surveying professional societies and GIS professional societies. Like I said, on a numerous committees and numerous efforts, and there's always a common thread of um, you know staying staying uh, viable and staying relevant and and you know continuing collaboration and, and building the workforce because we need to have folks coming in behind us you know we're, we're responsible for the next generation of professionals and uh, folks to serve serve our profession and also serve society absolutely well uh, you've you have laid out a I mean a, a, a good roadmap that we do have some challenges in front of us but um... I would say based upon uh, based upon these answers, um, you're you're not afraid of another challenge. Not at all. In fact, I love challenges. You know, I think to a certain degree to be a land surveyor, you have to enjoy challenges. Am I right? Oh, yes. And we've we've got them coming and going all the time. Absolutely. So, uh, well, Linda, thank you for joining me. Uh, We'll uh, we'll have some dates going on uh, that we'll post here shortly about uh, well the the election does come out uh, to our members you will get an email out to all of the members on December 1st uh, election runs through December 23rd uh, at that point in time we'll know by the end of the year the results but uh, in the meantime we're schedule we'll also be scheduling uh, uh, a town hall with uh, featuring all of the, the the candidates for the various positions so Please take a look at that and consider uh, if you have any more questions for Linda, Matt, and the other candidates that are going to be out there for president-elect, please consider it. So, Linda, thanks again for joining me, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon at the town hall. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate you having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Today, we're visiting with Matt Morris. Uh, he's the uh, candidate for vice president uh, in the upcoming election for NSPS. So, Matt, welcome to the podcast. And uh, 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 I got to ask, you're from Montana. What's the current weather there? Because uh, I heard it got really, really, really uh, nasty out there. Hey, Tim. Thank you. Yeah. Greetings from Shoto, Montana. It's uh, yeah, not bad. Today was a pretty nice day. The sun was shining. It's cooling down to about 11 degrees. Oh, uh, last couple of days have been below zero, so 11 degrees. Heck, it was up into 20 today. It felt like a heat wave. Oh, jeez. Well, it's, no, been, I, it, it's been warm, so every, every place else in for the 1st of November, so I was kind of just shocked to kind of look at the national weather map and see that uh, it's a little, been a little chilly for you up there. 
Well, it started snowing here last week and quit off and on, but really it, it snowed all the way through last night. We received here in town, a, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood, not quite a foot, 10 inches or so. Oh, jeez. Um, over the course of the last few days. Oh, I'm definitely not ready for that. So, well, I tell you what, I appreciate you joining us today, just so the the listeners, our members, can get to know the the candidates a little bit, a little bit more. Tell us a little bit about uh, about your about your survey your survey life. I mean, where do you work? How did you get into surveying? And uh, and and really, what uh, what's your what's your career uh, been to to basically to date? Well, that that might be more more of a story than than we have time to talk about. But <laughs> the highlights, right? Yeah, the highlights um, exactly. I started off in, in an engineering curriculum. Montana State in Bozeman, about 96. In that time, I, the advisor that I had, uh, my college advisor, was the survey professor. Inadvertently, I, I ended up with that, that gentleman, and I, I enjoyed visiting with him and the field labs. And honestly, it didn't take long for me to figure out I, I enjoyed being outside. And if I ended up going down the path of an of engineering and licensure that likely I, I wouldn't be outside a whole heck of a lot. Right. So I picked up a few professional electives when we started getting into to, uh, boundary principles and, and legal aspects. I was hooked. And I ended up going to work after graduating college in Bozeman. I went a little further south into Jackson, Wyoming, went to work for a company called Pearson Landworks at the time. I, I still do some consulting with, with uh, with individuals down in Jackson. Okay. Uh, ter- worked there long enough to, to obtain licensure. You know, just really enjoyed every bit of, of the profession from going out and doing corner flaggings to land mapping. I mean, I, a great way to spend the day. If you're going to spend the day working, you might as well spend the day doing something you really enjoy. Exactly. Exactly. So what... Then that led to you putting up your own shingle and 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 running up a pretty good business there in Montana. Yeah, ultimately, I I you know fast forwarding from from college graduation through through Wyoming and, and then moving back into Montana, I opened up a firm in my hometown. I live in a town of about twelve hundred people. There's not a lot of surveying happening here. We work all over Montana. That's large state. With a you know relatively low population, uh, I got a office full of talented staff, and we we do all sorts of boundary related work here in in Montana, as well as some in Idaho. Okay, okay. Well, I I, I guess you know for for me just looking look, looking back and 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 knowing your story because I'm see, you know we're seeing a lot more young surveyors. That are doing exactly what you did. You, you, you cut your teeth uh, with, with a firm. You got licensed. You really got to a point where you felt like it was something you could do on your own, and you put up your own shingle. And it's it's been uh, it, you know it, you you've had you've had your own business for for a, a number of years now. So I guess there's really the, you've been almost you've been a a good good model for some of the young surveyors to be able to try to follow. Cause that's, that's what we're seeing a lot of the young surveyors doing now. You know, I look back in 2008, this is year number 15 for me. 
Wow. Uh, and I didn't move here to run a survey office. That, that wasn't my intent. But moved here. Here I am. We're, we're dealing with the, the incline of the economy in 2008. There, there was not a survey presence in Teton County, Montana. Residents of the county had to go elsewhere to get a, a survey done. And they were talking about long waiting lists. And Sure. It sounds, I, I found, sounds familiar now. <laughs> it really does, does it not? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I found that you know that was a large enough reason for me to start a a little shop, you know, out of the back of my house. And as it progressed, I moved out of my house into a building, acquired staff, and you know, it's not that I necessarily came here to hang up a shingle and become a surveyor. That that. Uh, wasn't the intent, but that's what happened. And I came up here as a surveyor looking to do some other stuff. Hindsight, uh, I'm glad I did. Well, good, good. Well, I'll tell you what, also then let's talk about your association work because it's really, it runs, it runs parallel to your professional work and you've been in, in, involved with the uh with the montana society for a number of years as far back as i can remember uh tell us what what got you into the association side of things and volunteerism and really what what drives you to be you know in, engaged into at the local level at the state level and then how it led to your involvement as the nsps director so when I started out, I, I interviewed with a handful of different firms. One was a, a gentleman who, who did some part-time instruction at the college. Uh, while I didn't go to work for him, I, I, one of the things that he mentioned resonated with me and has stuck with me for for years, and that's if you're going to be in a profession, you need to be active in your professional organization. And if I go to work for somebody, make sure that they're active in association. So when I moved back here, like say in 2008, I, I wasn't necessarily wanting to open up a firm, but I, I did. And when I I uh, decided I was going to survey here in Montana, I, first step is I found where there was a local chapter meeting. And I introduced myself to the local surveyors, a couple of them I had, I had known, mm-hmm. known, uh, Somehow showing up and being a young face, it was like, hey, would you like to be chapter president? I said, absolutely. I want to be involved in the, the survey association. And what that did is uh, it got me a trip to Medora, North Dakota, which is a long drive from Shota, Montana. <laughs> so the first board meeting was a, a, a seminar in Medora. That was 2009. And then I... Uh, Chapter president for a number of years, organized a, a state conference in Great Falls, Montana, and was elected to serve as president of the estate association 2013 and 14 is when I served. Okay. I've been rather active with Montana Association. Know, and continue to be active, serving on a handful of committees. Worked, worked uh, on a, a major rewrite of the state bylaws. I'm active with the legislative committee more than anything right now. 
good. We, we definitely need need that input for, for things. <laughs> uh, Montana this year, we have some, some bills we're already following and, and hopefully a couple that we're going to, to pursue. Then uh, I, in 2014, I was appointed as as the governor slash director. That was part of the, the bylaws rewrite is, you know, when the Board of Governors with NSPS was rolled into the Board of Directors, there were little odds and ends and cleanup with the bylaws. And like I said, it just kind of snowballed into a major rewrite. Sure. Uh, took a couple of years to get that, that accomplished. Things take time. Yes, they do. You know, and it, we continue to have a fair turnout at, at Morals Conferences. I've helped with a number of them. Um, yeah, there's been a, a fair, I mean, I can go through a long list of items that, that I, I've done with the Montana Association. Well, how is that, yeah. how's that driven you to, to be engaged with NSPS that much more as the, like you said, governor ended up, ended up becoming the, you know, as we morphed everything into the board of directors and your engagement at the national level as a director and uh, all of that, all the work that really goes into the the, the, the correspondence, the communication, and the the goals of NSPS. I mean, how how's that kind of change? I mean, you're from working at the state level, then jumping up to a national level. Um, how's that? Has that changed your outlook on on surveying and really what it, it takes to be part of the volunteer organizations? You know that the, the uh, state associations, the national associations, have many things in common and many goals in common. And the best part of being part of the national organization is you can come together with fellow professionals from all over the United States and elsewhere and discuss the same issues that you you face at the state level. And my involvement with morals has allowed me to to develop different skills for you know with, with leadership and work with legislative committees that I've used to benefit the, the state, my state membership at a national level. And the, the skills that I've learned being a director, I've taken back to the state, which has had a, a large benefit to the state society. Well, very good. Very good. So I guess the big question here is, and this is the purpose of, of doing these podcasts and getting to know the candidates a little bit more. So as a, as a candidate to be an officer within an SPS, what would be your primary focus for achieving that achieving uh, that role as an officer uh, for the organization, and uh, maybe the and really any kind of future goal setting for NSPS? What would what's your what's your primary focus in in wanting to do all of this? You know, my primary reason for wanting to be active is that it allows me an opportunity to give back to the profession that's allowed me to live the life that I have, and allowed me success in life that I've I've had. My goals are to move the move the association national association forward in a fairly cohesive manner. Um, allowing committees to work <clears throat> with an emphasis probably on workforce development. I I see that as a a threat to our profession as lack of workforce. And I'm not talking lack of worker bees, but a lack of people progressing into the right. professional ranks. And 
we have a great committee nationally, and I I see some state committee efforts as well moving moving forward. Anything I can do to to help. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, the, you're right. The focus of the national organization really needs to continue with, with that workforce development. And you, you are right. The, uh, a little shout out to that, that group, especially over the past year or so has really stepped up on some things. And um, so, yeah, I, I would definitely uh, apl- applaud your efforts to want to help, help push them, push them along that much further and be, and be part of the solution. So uh no, absolutely. That's that. That's a great focus. Um, any final yep. thoughts as uh, as as a candidate for for vice president? What uh, anything that uh, you'd like to share as far as you know what what you you're hoping to 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 bring to the bring to the table as an officer of the of the National Society? I'd like to bring the the table years of of leadership in the profession, and again, a, an emphasis on on the continued efforts of workforce development. Our, our economy may be cyclical. The uh, reality is we need to increase our membership. I've been to a couple different state society meetings. I'm starting to get develop more gray hair than not. I'd like to consider myself a younger man, but I, I'm closer to retirement than I am entrance of profession. Right. And, and I'd like to, to share some of the skill set that I've acquired with them. Exactly. Well, that's fantastic. Well, Matt, I appreciate you joining us today, and uh, we're putting the ballots together now. The uh, electronic ballots will be coming out on December 1st, and uh, those will run until uh, December 23rd. So um, it's not Illinois, so you can't vote early and vote often, but uh, please make sure and uh, check your emails for the, those ballots. Um and uh, we'll we'll have an opportunity to do uh, a, a town hall in a couple of weeks, right before the uh, the uh, election takes place. Make sure and, and listen in on that. Make sure and check out uh, Matt's bio and uh, uh, in our in our upcoming edition of the uh, of Surveyor says the the NSPS bulletin. And uh, Matt, well, good luck, and we uh, we appreciate you we appreciate you throwing your your hat in the ring because I think. Uh, you, Obviously, all the candidates have something to to offer, and uh, uh, you're definitely no exception. Thanks, Tim. You have a great, great rest of the day. You too. Thanks. You've been listening to the Surveyor Says podcast, brought to you by the National Society of Professional Surveyors. If you have any questions about today's episode or any other topic, please email us at info at nsps.us.com, and we are here to help. Visit our website, nsps.us.com, to learn more about our association, the programs we administer and support, our sustaining members, and information about future episodes of Surveyor Says. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, as well as our podcast host, Podbean. And remember, it's a great day to be a surveyor. Surveyor.